أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation In this episode we're going to speak about the neighbor, Al-Jar And because Islam aims to guide mankind towards living a harmonious life and a peaceful life in their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and themselves and also within the society that they live in, the topic of how to deal with our neighbors is something that the scriptural sources has paid attention to. Because a Muslim is supposed to be such that they are a mercy to the people around them and to their own neighborhood. And so there are a number of advices that have been transmitted through the scriptural sources about how a Muslim is supposed to act in his own neighborhood. The first subsection in this section is about neighborliness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Worship Allah and do not ascribe any partners to Him, and be good to parents, the relatives, the orphans, the needy, the near neighbor, and the distant neighbor, and the companion at your side. So we can see here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran has included neighbors amongst the categories of people that a Muslim should make sure that they are good to. After their responsibility to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains that they also have a responsibility to be good to the people around them in terms of all those categories and including both those types of neighbors. The Holy Prophet wasallam is reported to have said, One should revere his neighbor as he reveres his mother. So that high standard of etiquette that a person should keep with their parents and especially their mother is one that they should also keep with their neighbors. And this of course explains the importance of being good to our neighbors. Because aside from the infallibles, there is no person that should be respected more than a person's mother. And so therefore to bring the neighbor on the level of the mother is to explain the ethical responsibility we have towards our neighbors. Imam Ali salam is reported to have said, while on his deathbed, Fear Allah and keep Allah in view in the matter of your neighbors, because they were the subject of your Prophet's advice. He continuously advised in their favor, such that we thought he would allow them a share in inheritance. So this was the level of emphasis that the Holy Prophet wasallam placed on the neighbor, such that the companions around the Holy Prophet wasallam thought that he would even include them amongst a person's inheritors. And so you can see here, a person should pay attention to the way they treat their neighbors. And of course, this emphasis is within the boundaries of justice as well. If a person has particularly bad neighbors and particularly toxic neighbors, then that doesn't mean that they have to keep falling into the traps of those toxic neighbors and that they don't stand their grounds on matters of principle. But rather, in a normal situation where your neighbors are just normal people living their lives, then it's important to be good to them. Imam Sadiq is reported to have said, Neighborliness causes the lands to thrive and increases lifespans. And Imam Al-Kadhim is reported to have said, Neighborliness is not only to desist from annoying one's neighbor, but is also to forbear annoyance. So not only should a person try and desist from annoying their neighbors, but for example at times, if they do things to annoy you to a certain extent, it is part of neighborliness to forbear that annoyance, and not jump on everything that annoys you about your neighbors. So for example, say somebody in your neighbor's house gets married, and for a few nights in a row, their place is a bit loud, and it disturbs you. 
It is part of neighborliness to forbear that, to share in their happiness, and to let go of those things that annoy you. Of course, if they're trying to purposefully incite you, like for example throwing eggs at your windows or something like that, then it doesn't mean that you have to stand for that kind of behavior. The next subsection speaks about annoying one's neighbor. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Whoever believes in Allah and the Day of Resurrection must not annoy his neighbor. So the Muslim for sure should not be the person who incites discord and annoys their neighbor. And Imam al-Ridha is reported to have said, He is not of us whose neighbor is not safe from his troubles. The next subsection speaks about visiting the neighbor. Imam Ali is reported to have said, Among the acts of neighborliness is visiting one's neighbor. And Imam al-Baqir narrated, The Holy Prophet said, He who has no faith in me, who sleeps the night satiated while his neighbor is hungry. He has also said, No sooner do the people in a village sleep at night while there is a hungry man in their midst that Allah will not look at them on the day of resurrection. So part of the philosophy of visiting neighbors is to know about their situation, to know whether they're okay or they're not okay, if they're going through a tough time or if they're at ease. And then if their tough situation is such that they don't have food to eat, then it is the Muslim's responsibility to make sure that they don't go to bed satiated while their neighbor is hungry. Rather, they should be aware of the situation such that they are able to help their neighbors in their times of need. And honestly, this is the best way of tabligh. This is the best way of propagating the message of Islam and the etiquette of Islam, as well as love and happiness within one's locality. The next subsection speaks about the rights of the neighbor. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said on the rights of the neighbor, It is to help him if he asks your help, to lend him if he asks to borrow from you, to satisfy his needs if he becomes poor, to console him if he is visited by an affliction, to congratulate him if he is met with good fortune, to visit him if he becomes ill, to attend his funeral if he dies. Not to make your house higher than his without his consent, lest you deny him the breeze. To offer him fruit when you buy some, or to take it to your home secretly if you do not do that. Nor send out your children with it so as to not upset his children. Nor to bother him by the tempting smell of your food unless you send him some. So this beautiful hadith shows all the different rights of the neighbor and how to treat them. It is not to act as competing with the Joneses, with your neighbors. Rather, if you are to have any benefit, then you either hide that benefit from your neighbor so that they do not feel enmity and jealousy and feelings of incompetence and so on, or it is to share of those good things with your neighbor. And of course, all the other rights that we saw from the beginning of the hadith. The final subsection speaks about the boundary of the neighborhood. Imam Ali is reported to have said, the sanctuary of a mosque is 40 cubit, and that of a neighborhood is 40 houses on four sides. So this hadith here explains that the neighborhood is not just your street. A neighborhood is an area that you live in, and a Muslim should be a mercy to his whole area, not only in terms of this etiquette, but also because of their relationship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favors that servant through favoring their neighborhood as well. This is something that is explained in some other ahadith as well that were not covered in this section.
Inshallah, in the next episode, we will speak about love, al-mahabba, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi al-tayyibina al-tahirin.